of the Worldwide Chelsea Podcast. It's your host, Matt, back for a solo stream for you guys. I've got no one with me today. We're going to just discuss the Women's World Cup match day two and three. Uh, I couldn't get anyone on, so I thought, let's just do a pod, just me and you, for about 30, 40 minutes, and we'll get right into it because my voice won't last the whole time otherwise. So, wow, what a World Cup it has been. Um, the first match day, I actually found it was a little bit lacklustre at times from certain games, but match day two and match day three in particular has really made a shine of it. Um, we'll start by going through group, group each group, match day two, then match day three, and the tables and who goes through and who doesn't. So let's start with group A. New Zealand versus Philippines was the first game of match day two, with Philippines winning 1-0 against uh, New Zealand, which was a little bit of a shock. The Kiwis, they started really well. The Philippines scored a wonderful goal by Bolden. Um, it was poor defending from the goalkeeper, and the defenders really not defended well at all. Um, New Zealand had some good chance in the second half, including Hannah Wilkinson, her header, and a late rattle of the woodwork. Wilkinson, she thought she had the equaliser, but there was a goal rule off rough side at the end. So New Zealand tried, they huffed and they puffed, but they couldn't beat Philippines, which was a, a disastrous, disastrous result for the hosts. Um, the other game in that group was Switzerland versus Norway, and this was a drab nil-nil. Um, there was a good chance, 23 minutes in, that was saved by Falman uh, of Sweden. Swiss had a counter, had a great shirt from Konarkovic. Um Nothing else in the first half. Second half, you had Nielda. Um, go has a chance of a head, but it goes straight at Falman. Not not the best of headers in the world. Um, Norway were on top in the second half, but they just couldn't find a target. It was like a boxing match. Two boxers jabbing at each other, but there was no knockout blow, and it remained nil-nil. Um, going into match day three, uh, you had the final games of Norway versus Philippines and Switzerland versus New Zealand. Uh, and we'll start with Norway and Philippines because that is the one we really want to discuss. Norway 6, Philippines nil. Norway, who in the first two games haven't really turned up, uh, they really did kick off proceedings with a good uh, goal in the first with a goal in the first five minutes. Mielder looks across to the back post and hang, hangs it in there uh, and a volley and Hawg. Um, scores with a volley, very good goal, uh, very nice goal to see. Second goal comes 10 minutes later, and it's almost the same, same cross, uh, but instead of Mielder, it's by Reese. it goes to Hogg, um, but instead of using a volley, she uses a head uh, and puts it in the back of the net. Um, Graham Hansen uh, adds the third with a lovely pocket rocket shot, um, and it was easy, it was easy going from there. Norway made it four early in the second half um, with Manham, getting the ball on the right and crosses it in, but um, crosses it in, but Barker uh, of the Philippines, uh, she puts it into her own net, very unlucky um, goal to concede, nothing she could do about it. Um, and then Norway are on the attack, Wrighton is brought down in the area and it is given a penalty. Um, she stands up and takes the penalty and fires it the right way, Good for a Chelsea player and especially one of my favourite players, Guru Wrighton, to score. Um, Philippines did have a player sent off after a rash challenge. 
um, which didn't make, which didn't, which was just summed up Philippines' game. They just really didn't turn up. Um, Norway made it six after Wrighton crosses it to the left to Hawk, who heads it in uh, and scores a hat trick for the game, which was a very good game by Hawk, a very good game by Norway in general, and it sealed the chance for them to go through. Um, the other game, which was Switzerland versus New Zealand, um, a very dull game, um, not really any chances from apart from, from with most shots on both sides, just going into the hands of the goalkeeper. There's not really much I can say about this. New Zealand was slightly better than Switzerland, um, but couldn't create any real chances. And that meant that Swiss, New Zealand were out of the World Cup. The co-hosts are out, along with the Philippines. Um, the table in the end finished uh, Switzerland top with five points, Norway second with four New Zealand third with four, um, but on goal difference, they just didn't have enough. Nor- Norway with the 6-0 thrash and the Philippines really made a difference and Philippines only had uh, the three points. Really, I think if New Zealand, as I said, if if they beat Philippines uh, in that second match day, you'd be seeing New Zealand in here and you wouldn't be saying Norway. Um, Norway don't maybe don't deserve it with the way they've played overall, but... Um, it is just unfortunate um, and unfortunate for the Kiwis because they did try, they pull it through, but sometimes I felt in most of their games they just couldn't score the chances they had. Um, moving into Group B, and that also has the hosts Australia with Nigeria, Canada and Ireland. And this group was a group that started the shocks. Um, we'll start with Group B uh, and it was, sorry, uh, the second match day, which was Canada versus Ireland. And Ireland, in this game, make the perfect start they could with McCabe. Oh, my God, scoring from a corner. And she's taken the corner. It's curled perfectly, goes on the top of the net. Um, bend it like Beckham. They should rename it Bend It Like McCabe. Um, Canada, after that, will dominant. Um, but Kadisha Buchanan, she hasn't looked very good in this World Cup at all. Uh, and was very poor defensively and was letting Ireland create chance after chance. Um Thankfully, Canada did equalise. Um, the cross came in and it was tipped in by Connolly, um, which was unlucky. Um, it was in the last minute of the first half um, and that really took took it took Ireland a lot of t- time to recover. And I think that's what cost them the game in the end. Seven minutes into the second half, Schmidt puts a good cross into Leon, who touches it in and gives Canada the lead. As I said, Ireland had a couple of chances in the second half, but just couldn't get through. Um, and that meant that Ireland were out before the final game. Um, but Ireland did give it a go and they did really try. Uh, it was just unfortunate that it couldn't get through. Um, the other game in that match day was Australia versus Nigeria. And this was the first big shock result of match day two and match day three. Australia 2 Nigeria free, fantastic result by Nigeria, and it set up an absolute climatic match where Australia had to beat Canada and Canada had to beat Australia. One of them was going out in the final match day. But before we get into that game, we will get into the Nigeria versus Australia game. So Australia actually scored in the first minute of added time um, to take the lead uh, with Ford crossed into Van Egmond uh, and she slotted it in. Um, but in the last minute of injury time, you, you think when you score in the 45th minute, you think, oh, you, you've that is the best time to score. You've completely deflated the opposition. But Nigeria 
had a, had that had that kind of reverse card in Uno. It was like, no, 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 I'm doing this. And in the last minute of injury time of the first half, um, Nigeria absolutely stunned Australia. A deflected shot falls nicely to Kanu, who hits it first time um, and scores. And that really did take uh, the weight that it took. It took it out of Australia and Nigeria in the second half early on take the lead from a corner and my god this is probably one of the worst defending I've seen from a big team especially Australia who I expect a lot better it was pathetic defending the ball was not cleared and a combo of three beautiful clean headers allowed Harley to score the goal um, Nigeria in the, in, even made it 3-1 um, and this was a this is again defending from Australia was terrible Kennedy having an absolute nightmare long ball over the top um, was headed down into into Ahala instead of the keeper. It was supposed to be just a ni- nice and simple pass back, but it wasn't to be. Uh, and she takes it round the goalkeeper and scores from a tight angle. Um, Kennedy, she didn't. She, it wasn't the worst game in the world for her because she did get some redemption back um, with scoring the second goal for Australia. Um, she fired that back in the last minute of out of time from a corner, but obviously it wasn't enough for Australia and that left Australia in trouble. Obviously they don't have Sam Kerr at the moment due to a calf strain. We don't know when she's, it, when or if she's going to be back, maybe in the knockout stages, but this really put Australia into shock. They had to beat uh, Canada next time. We'll, let you guys, if you guys haven't watched the games and are just relying on this podcast, we're going to give that a little time to think and we're going to discuss, first of all, the Ireland versus Nigeria game on match day three. Obviously, Ireland have nothing to play for. Nigeria will be through no matter what because Canada is either or Canada or Australia it's going to go through. Um, and it was that type of game where there was nothing to play for. Nil-nil, um, McCabe had... Uh, fired a shot wide early on um, but not much other than that Nigeria tried to uh, capitalise on Ireland losing the ball on a counter Kanu to Ashala fires wide um, but couldn't get it on um, the main chance we did see was Kanu having an absolute certain goal saved by Brosman um, what, probably one of the saves of the World Cup um, that stopped Nigeria getting another goal and making the top of the table complete certainty. Um, towards the end of the game, McCabe tried her little corner technique again, uh, but it just went over the bar this time and it wasn't that it wasn't it for Ireland. Um, as you said, screamed of a game that had nothing in it, um, but Ireland could still hold their heads high. Um, they played very well in general. Um and sometimes it's just nothing you can do when you've you know in tough they're in a tough group like that. It's 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 what it is. Um they can't do nothing about it. So the big game, Australia versus Canada. Obviously both teams have not been firing. One is Olympic champion currently, the other is host of the tournament. Neither of these teams should be going out, but one of them does go out. And that team is Australia, uh that's go through and Canada go out. And it was an absolute emphatic um, what a way to do it. Um, Australia, if people were worried in the second game, this game did calm it down a little bit. Although I do wonder when they come up against the big teams that are in form, whether they can uh, 
carry this out and keep this going. So Australia took the lead in the eighth minute. Uh, Kate Ford makes a cross, which falls the rate. Rasso, but was offside in the build-up. So they thought they took the lead, but never mind. They didn't. Uh, and it was what it was. Um, but when it was checked, actually, it was OK. So VAR uh, got involved. And VAR has been in match day two and three very, very busy. Um, with the referees also trialling out a new system where the referee will announce the decision on the mic. So you actually do get somewhat some clarity. Um, it's trying to make clarity. I mean, in some games, as we'll get into uh, when we get to the groups, you don't hear the clarity at all. It's uh, a bit ridiculous, really, uh, and a bit farcical. Uh, but these referees will be getting used to it. So this was changed by VAR, um, and Australia were allowed to keep the goal uh, because Ford was deemed not to be offside, and it was a good decision. Um, Australia doubled their lead, and it was a very scrappy goal. Fowler passes the ball uh, to Carpenter in the box. She's tackled by Riviere, who stays down injured. Um, the ball pinballs in the box a couple of times to Rasso, then to Fowler, who finally puts the ball in the back of the net. Um, but after a melee, uh, an offside on Carpenter was found, and, well, it is very tight, but it's correct. So that goal actually gets disallowed. Um, so Rasso scores from another crappy, uh, another corner, um, which is a poor clearance from the keeper. Uh, that is the goal that makes it 2-0. Uh, Australia do make it free in the second half. Ford drives into the box unchallenged before pulling back to Fowler, whose shot creeps over the bar. Um uh, over the line, sorry, not over the bar. That wouldn't be a goal. Um, Cripped over the line. Um, it was one then one, but it was literally just rolling uh, and a bit of a shambles, really. Um, and then Canada concede a penalty um, after uh, Fleming loses the ball. Obviously, Chelsea Fleming, and she hasn't played very well in this tournament, like most Canadian players. She loses the ball, and then to try and get the ball back, she makes the tackle and she steps on the foot of Catley. Um, Catley takes the pen and puts it top corner um, to finish off the game and finish off the group um, and Canada go home in an absolute embarrassing fashion. Obviously, they do have things with their own FA going on behind the scenes. So am I surprised that Canada haven't done very well in this tournament? Not particularly, um, but it is a shame nonetheless. And hopefully Buchanan, Fleming, Lawrence do not take this form into the Chelsea season. So the table does finish with... Australia top of the table with six points, um, followed with Nigeria in second place with five, Canada in four with four points, and Ireland with the lonely one point. Um, and that is Group B. Um, moving on to Group C, so this was a group that contained Japan, Costa Rica, Spain, and Zambia. And this was a game. This was a group with a lot of goals. Um, a lot of goals were conceded and scored by certain teams. Uh, Spain and Japan were the victors that do go through but we will discuss what happened in them games because it wasn't just Costa Rica and Zambia shifting goals so we'll start with Japan versus Costa Rica and this was a 2-0 win for Japan uh, Japan all over Costa Rica in the first half um, and the first goal from Japan it is a bit fortunate with a deflection to Naomoto who drives the ball into the box and fires it into the bottom corner so you could argue Japan lucky to be 1-0 up in the end despite the dominance um, the second goal is just as well it's just comical goalkeeping Fujino 
She gets the ball on the right-hand side. She drives it into the box and shoots from a tight angle. Now, any goalkeeper, I'm not, I, I don't care who you are, whether you're at grassroots level or whether you're at professional level, you sh- the first thing you're taught is to protect your near post. And the way she should have protected the near post, it should, she should, this ball shouldn't have gone through, and it somehow flies through. I don't really know why and how it goes through, but it is what it is. Um, Japan then sit back and just control the second half. Don't let Costa Rica do anything, and they they really didn't fight anything. It was it was like it was it was just like they were playing dead on the floor. They were just done um, the game, and it was as easy as that. Um, the other game, Spain versus Zambia in match day two, and this was an absolute thrashing. Um, Spain thrashed Zambia five nil. Um, so Spain kick off the proceedings in the ninth minute with a stunning strike from Abelira Duenes. Um, this goes into the top corner after a nice one-touch play from Spain, which is what you exactly expect from them. Um, Hermoso doubles a lead after Patelez puts in a great cross into the far post. Um, the substitute, Redondo, makes it 3-0 after a defence-splitting ball over the top and making it very easy. Um Hermoso makes it four two minutes later after a shot is fired off the post into the feet of Hermoso. It was originally ruled off um, for uh, ruled off for offside, but VAR decides that it was onside, onside despite the confusion from the ref. And this is where I was coming from. The ref, unfortunately, to I obviously I, I can understand English is not a first language, but very much confusing the words um, and stuttering herself and. That doesn't really help. So I think if the referees are going to make communications, they need to be clear and concise with what they're saying to avoid any confusion. Um, Spain make it five towards the end. Uh, Rotondo touches it down uh, and cro- touch, touches it down, crosses and fires past the Zamp, touches down the cross and fires past the Zambia keeper. Again, ruled off and on, um, but was found was found to be fine. Again, chaos from the officials. Destruct, try to describe it, um, and it was what it was. Um, Spain going for Spain getting the five nil win um, and setting up for a final game uh, in the match day three, which would have been Japan versus Spain, while Zambia and Costa Rica share out uh, a bit of a dead game, really. Um, so we'll start off with the Zambia Costa Rica one. Zambia getting their first win ever in a World Cup, first goals, and obviously scoring three goals in the process. Um, Zambia took the lead from a corner. Ball goes in uh, to Mwemba. Uh, she hits it on the volley first time. A cracking goal to have for your first goal. Um, Zambia then win a penalty uh, after Katong makes a uh, solo roll, uh, solo run before slotting it in. Uh, but when she was slotting in, she she was tripped. Um, Banda takes the penalty um, and scores the penalty. Um, Costa Rica did nearly pull one back uh, from a free kick. Ball comes in, is headed off the bar, uh, and then a pinball effect in the box. Eventually sees the ball go over the bar. Um, Costa Rica did eventually get one back in the second half. Um, this comes from a corner. Um, ball comes in, and it's a looping header that goes uh, towards the keeper. The keeper fumbles it into her own net. A bit of a poor um, goal in the end. Really shouldn't have gone in. Um, and Costa Rica pushed on. They thought they had a penalty um, when there was a clash in the box with the Zambia keeper in a 50-50 challenge. Originally, 
it was not given. It goes to VAR. And then VAR shows that the penalty, it was a penalty, but they found that the player coming in uh, who was tackled was coming from an offside position. So they then ruled that it was not a penalty. And this is what this is where VAR really does work because, yes, it's shown the penalty, but it is also shown the offside uh, and shown that there wasn't there was a mistake there um, and the mistake was given and corrected Um Again, communicated very well in this instance. This is where the uh, mics did work very well. Um, Zambia did make it 3-1 in the final minutes. Um, ball is fed to Latang, uh, who calmly slots it in, um, making it 3-1 to Zambia. And Zambia getting their first win and coming third in uh, the group. The final game was Japan v Spain. Obviously, Spain, we know they're a very good team. And Japan are... The underdogs in most teams, uh, it's the dark horse that everyone's been talking about. And my God, did the dark horse absolutely batter Spain. Spain coming off a 5-0 win over Zambia was beaten 4-0 by Japan. And Japan take the surprise lead in the 11th minute. Endo puts the long ball uh, to Niazawa, uh, who is 1-1 and slots it past the keeper. Japan then made it two from a counter-attack. Ball is played to Verti who cuts into the box and takes a shot, which deflected um, and goes into the top corner. Um, Spain had a chance with Hermoso heading the ball over the bar, um, but then Spain lose the ball and Japan counter again. This counter-attack from Japan was very threatening. I think it's going to be very threatening to whoever they who, to who they play in round 16. Um, so Japan counter um, to make it 3-0. Uh, Verdi slots in Miyazura who calmly scores her second goal of the game. Um, later in the second half, Japan score a classy solo goal to make it 4-0. Tanuaya gets the ball out wide and drives into the box. Uh, Spain just don't close her down. So what does she do? Try, uh, just goes for the shot and she puts it straight in the top corner. Absolutely fantastic goal by Japan to seal off a 4-0 win over Spain. And this has been a common theme we'll see in in the rest of the uh, games. There are a lot of big a lot of big teams are getting beat, um, and that is that is it making it interesting. No, I don't think there's any team that's just played fantastic all the way through. Um, I'd actually argue England are the only team that's really come through unscathed. Not a problem. Maybe Sweden as well, but they've both had fairly easy groups and really shouldn't be even against them should not be struggling so much um so as i said japan topped the group uh, with nine points and 11 goal difference spain finished second with six points zambia with three points and then costa rica in the lonely zero point at the bottom of the table now we will skip england's group we will skip england's group to the end because I will just find I just find it more interesting. We'll talk about that in a bit more depth after. So we'll skip straight to Group E, which is the group of the USA, Portugal, Netherlands, and Vietnam. Um, we'll start with the big game of Group E, and that was USA versus Netherlands, and that did finish 1-1. Uh, a very good game to watch, very good tactical game, and USA actually struggling in the game, which was nice to see. Um, it's nice to see the world champions who have already won it twice in a row struggling. Um, so Netherlands opened scoring 15 minutes into the game after a, a great outside the box finish from Rude. A lot of good outside the box finishing 
uh, in this tournament. A lot of classy goals. Um, USA respond with a good long shot from Rodman, forcing a lovely save. Um, Janssen then tries an audacious volley, which flies over the bar for the Netherlands. Um, but Horan, she equalises just before the hour mark after a great corner from Rose Lavelle, obviously, who else putting balls in. Um, Horan heads it into the top corner and USA fought then after. They, they, they started getting momentum uh, and they thought they took the lead after Rodman uh, feeds in Alex Morgan, but Morgan was offside, uh, so that was ruled out. Later, Rodman, uh, she's been, she was the best USA player in the match, fired a shot wide, uh, along with Sophia Smith, who also fired a shot wide. Um, Van Donk and Lavelle end up clashing at the end of the game, uh, heads, and then eventually the ref just goes, you know what, I'm going to blow the final whistle, not even going to play anything after, and that was how the game ended. Very good match, and it was nice to see, as I said, USA challenged, and Netherlands, even without um, some of their best players, stepping up to the mark, and they've looked not too bad in this tournament. Not the best, but they've not looked bad at all. Um, the other match was Vietnam versus Portugal, and that finished 2-0 to Portugal. Uh, Portugal scored in the first 10 minutes. They worked at the work they rode down the right-hand side, and they cross into Beloza, who is in the box, and it's there for a tap-in, really, quite easy. Portugal nearly doubled their lead um, with the Vietnam goalkeeper, uh, gobbling up across and just fumbling it around. Um, Portugal then do double their leads 20 minutes in. Uh, it's a good through ball down the middle, and Nazareth, the young teenager, um, puts it past the goalkeeper very calmly, very easily. Shortly after, Kim Tan forces a great double save to deny Portugal third. Portugal control the second half a little bit more. There's nothing coming from Vietnam. Uh, a few more chances by Portugal both denied by the goalkeeper Kim, uh, Kim Tan, but Vietnam, were, they are a bit of the whooping boys of this um, group, um, as we'll see in the next game when we discuss it. Um, and we will discuss that one. Uh, Netherlands versus Vietnam in match day three. Um, and Netherlands won 7-0. It was embarrassing. Netherlands opened the scoring with a silky chip from Lika Martins. Uh, Sneese Doubled the lead three minutes later, getting the ball into the box and having an easy shot. Brutes, oh my God, then she makes it free with a phenomenal finish. Probably, I'd say, 30, 35 yards out. Just hits it and hits it into the top corner. It was absolutely wonderful to watch. The fourth is scored in the 23rd minute of the game. See, 23 minutes in and Vietnam are already gone from the game. Uh, a good cross from the left uh, to Roard, who taps it in six yards. Um, Van, Van der Donk makes it five um, just before half time, and then Brute has a shot saved by yes, yeah, so Brute has a shot saved by Kim Tan. Could have been a potential hat trick. Um, kind of suggests who scores the next goal. Um, but Van Donk then taps is saved by Kim Tan, but Van Donk taps a rebound in. Nothing Kim da- Tan can do about that. Brute then does it again, and when I say does it again. That same shot she did in the first half, she thought, let's just do it again. And it was absolute perfection of a long shot again from the same area, 30, 35 yards out on the left-hand side, just on the other side, half pitch. Um, Ward then makes it seven uh, with her long shot rattling, nearly makes it seven with her shot rattling the bar. Um, And then Jill Ward does eventually make it seven uh, with a lovely switch bar, switch ball that goes to the graph. 
she cushions the header down for Ruud, who easily puts the ball in the back of the net. So that is 7-0. Netherlands will be through with that, uh, no matter what happens in the USA game. Um, but what does happen in the USA game? Uh, USA do need a win to beat Portugal. And if Portugal do win, they will go past the USA and win. Um, and the game was nil-nil. Another disappointing result from the US. Um, at least with the Netherlands, it was a big. T- Netherlands are a good team, and it's not a shame to lose one, one uh, to draw one-one with the uh, Netherlands. But Portugal, USA, um, Portugal are they're an okay team, but it is their first World Cup, so in in a long while. So they sh- the, U- the USA shouldn't have struggled like they did. I mean, Portugal actually had the good chance. Um, Receiver getting behind the USA defence, but firing a shot wide. Alex Morgan then drives into the box on the left-hand side, um, passes it to Williams, who is denied by the Portugal goalkeeper. Horan then puts Morgan through. Uh, she rounds the keeper, but the defender then blocks a shot. So they did have a chance at the USA, to be fair to them. But um, Portugal nearly sent USA out. And when I say send USA out... In the 91st minute, USA would not have come back from this. Um, it, it was a 1v1, as easy as you like, and she's just hit the post. It is the most sacred. Uh, I mean, USA, if they do win this World Cup, I reckon they're going to cut that post and just take it home as a souvenir because that has saved them in this tournament. If it wasn't for that post, it would be Portugal and Netherlands going through. Um, But that didn't mean it was nil-nil and Portugal were unable to beat the US um, into that second spot. Um, The table did finish um, Netherlands top with seven points. The USA second on five, Portugal on four and Vietnam, as I said, the whooping boys on zero points. Um, next game, Group F. Uh, sorry, next group, Group F. Uh, that was a fantastic group of France, Brazil, Jamaica, and Panama. Doesn't sound like a great group. You think, oh, France and Brazil will go through quite easily, but Jamaica were the stars of this group. But we will get into that first. We will talk about the big game of Match Day Two, which was France versus Brazil, and France did win two one. Um, France nearly scored in the first 12 minutes um, with Le Sommer, who haven't, has a, her header saved by the keeper. However, Le Sommer does then score four minutes later. Uh, a long ball is put into Diani, who heads it to Le Sommer, who flicks it into the bottom corner. Um, then Brazil try and counter. Adriana misses a golden opportunity to equalise um, in the box, unmarked, but she puts her shot over the bar. But then Brazil do equalise in the second half. Um, a good chip balls to be to Debinia, uh, who is in the right place at the right time to tap it in. Um, and it's 1-1. Great Brazil having a good thing. Um, Guerreiro then takes advantage of a deflection. Um, shoots, forces a save of the goalkeeper. Um, and when France desperately needed uh, a goal to win in the game, who else than Renard? Um, she gives France the lead late on. Corner comes in and... Renard makes a wonderful late run, which means she's unmarked in the box. And when you give Renard three headers, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be a goal. So Brazil do lose that match against France. And it is a shame for Brazil uh, as a big um, point to lose, um, especially with how it ended up in uh, the final game. 
Um, the other game was Jamaica versus Panama, where Jamaica did win 1-0 against Panama. Um, Drew Spence, former Chelsea player, plays a lovely ball to Cameron, uh, who hits it wide for the first chance of the game. Spence then has a chance herself. She drives it in from the right and shoots. Uh, the hits the side netting, unfortunately. Um, the Samson continues Jamaica's attack, forcing a good save off Benyon. Um, it's all Jamaica on this game. Drew Spence then had a chance at a free kick, uh, firing then uh, hitting the crossbar. Um, Jamaica then finally do get their rewards and take the lead uh, from a corner. Uh, Swedley heads the ball into the far bottom corner. It was a very good little header. Um, Jamaica then wins a penalty um, after the ball seems to strike the hand of the Panama defender, but VAR rules it out. And I think this is a bizarre decision. I think it should have been a penalty um, and that Jamaica should be going in uh, probably 2-0 victors over Panama. But Panama was so dead in that game um, that I think that maybe the referees were just giving them a little bit more of a chance and making it a bit more easier for them. Um, so we then go to the final group games and we will start with France versus Panama. You think France are basically through. This is a nice, easy game for them. All France needs to do is not lose. And what happens? France, Panama stuns France with an early goal. They get a free kick from about 40 yards out. And you know what? They just go, screw it. Let's take the free kick. Let's take a shot. And this flies into the top corner. What a goal this was. Uh, one of the best set pieces I've seen in the tournament so far. France are very calm with that. You think sometimes teams would panic. But a big team like France, they get their composure and they equalise soon after. Cross was put into the box to Lacrosse, uh, who heads it. Um, it hits a Panama defender before going in. So, again, a little bit lucky from France, but you take the luck when you get it. Um, it is what it is. Um, soon after, France do take the lead. The ball square to Diani, who fumbles the ball into the back of the net. Um, bit of a, again, a lucky goal, but again, France taking the luck when they need it. France then with a penalty um, after a Natisse handball. Uh, Diani takes and scores. France then make it 4-1 before half-time, putting this game without all doubt for Panama. Uh, Lorette tries to cross from the left-hand side. No one touched it. The Panama defenders don't touch it. The France attackers don't touch it. The goalkeeper doesn't touch it, and it just bounces into the bottom corner. Sometimes it just happens. If you just loop it in there, it might happen, uh, and it did for France, making it 4-1. France then start the second half, as they did in the first. Uh, they win another penalty. Um, and it's another handball by Nantes. Uh, she needs to just keep her hands to herself. Diani scores again, getting a hat-trick in the game. Uh, well done to Diani for that. Soon after, Panama win a penalty uh, due to a push on Tanner. Very poor from France, a very silly. Uh, Pison takes it and scores. And then Panama grow momentum in the game. Um, and they put a long ball into the box and it's tapped in. Um France, uh, that is now 5-3, um, and you think, can Panama hit back? Can they ruin France's hopes? Well, nope. In the last minute of the game, France grabs another goal. Uh, Chelsea defender Yves Perisay crosses to Bacho, who taps it in and makes it very easy for France uh, to go through. Um, the other game was Jamaica versus Brazil. Um and this was a game that Brazil needed to win to go through. Jamaica 
could deal with a draw. A draw was fine for them, um, and that was what it was. Uh, it was a nil-nil game. Brazil could not find um, the goal. Marta starting uh, and probably starting her last ever World Cup game. Uh, and unfortunately, it hasn't ended in uh, sunshine and rainbows. Uh, Brazil were dominant with the ball throughout the first half and throughout the whole game um, with Jamaica looking to counter but no real chances from either side really it was quite a boring game um, the best chance came in the 38th minute with a chip ball over the top um, but it was put into the hands of the goalkeeper and unfortunately it was much the same in the second half Jamaica nearly counted, uh, counted um, putting a cross um, to the box but it was deflected off the defender uh, and into the keeper's hands um, Jamaica then push on a little bit more and nearly score in the 81st minute. Bunny Shaw, uh, she was through on goal, but blast it over the bar. Um, Brazil have a free kick, saved by Spencer quite easily. And then last corner of the game, save again. You could have played this game two or three times over. I don't think you would see Brazil scoring. I think it was the wrong tactics. I was speaking to Jess, who has been on the pod, and obviously we discussed, obviously she's Brazilian, so... We was, I was discussing it with her and she said it was just wrong tactics. Um, it seemed very easy for Jamaica to defend Brazil. Uh, for, for, for Jama- uh, yeah, Jamaica defend. Uh, Brazil made it very easy for them. Um, and it means that Brazil do go out of the tournament and Jamaica make it through for the first time into the knockout stages. So the f- table for Group F finished as France with seven points, Jamaica with five, Brazil with four and Panama on lowly zero. Moving into Group G, and this was uh, a bit of an interesting group. Um, it ended a very interesting. Uh, it was a group of Argentina, South Africa, Sweden and Italy. Um, we'll start with match day two, which was Argentina versus South Africa. And this ended in a fascinating 2-2 uh, game. Not the best game technically. Um, a lot of mistakes given and it created a lot of goals, which is interesting, but obviously not the kind of goals you just kind of face palm uh, the mistakes. So South Africa score after what I, what I like from South Africa is they're a very good pressing team and Argentina just didn't know how to deal with a press. Uh, they kept passing the ball around the back and you just knew every time they were going to lose the ball. And they did. They uh, South Africa won the ball and played a through ball and it was end up being 2v1. And it was basically your FIFA sweat goal, uh, easy goal. Um, South Africa then doubled the advantage in the second half after they nipped the ball off the, off the left back, square it into the middle, uh, and it's tapped in very easily. Um, Argentina then, after the second goal, went in, got a bit of momentum and tried to find a way back. Um, and they did. It was an absolute screamer from the right-hand side. Um a goal to make it 2-1 and Argentina really did have the momentum to get the equaliser and they do uh, a cross comes in from the right side and it's a glancing header um, to to get Austria, get Argentina some points in this uh, game uh, and it was left 2-2 uh, with both their fears of World Cup hanging in the balance um, this left Sweden to play Italy uh, normally you think Sweden, Italy great, Sweden um Italy are going to beat Sweden quite easily. Or at least that's what you'd think at a mouse standpoint. In the female game, not so much. Um, Sweden absolutely battered Italy, winning 5-0. Um, Sweden won top in the first half and get their first goal. It take They take a while to get their first goal. Um, they were good, but they're not clinical at first. Um, 
It took to the 38th minute to get a goal. Anderson swings in a corner and Eusted uh, heads it in. Um, Sweden doubled their lead um, again from a corner. Uh, Italy were dreadful on corners. It was just honestly the worst. It was it was just dreadful. It was just it was like watching eight year olds at times um, trying to defend corners. And this time Rolfell puts it into the net. Sweden then make it three just before half time. Considering they only scored in the 38th minute, they then just blew into life. And this was a beautiful one too. Blackstinius um, putting the ball in the back of there. This was really good play from Sweden. They've really outdone Italy there. Sweden then continue scoring into the second half again with a corner, and again it's Ilsted. Again, she's made. She's now got three goals in this, in this competition and two in this game. Uh, Sweden then make it five in the final minutes of the game, and it comes from a really good dribbling run from Blomqvist, uh, and she gets the goal to basically seal Sweden's time in this competition. Um, we'll move on uh, to the final games, which are Sweden versus Argentina and South Africa versus Italy. Now, at this point, Sweden have six points. Argentina have one, um, so they are basically out. Um, South Africa have one and Italy have three. So South Africa must beat Italy to get through. Um, equally, if Argentina beat Sweden um, and the result went their way, um, Argentina could still go through. So it was all to play for. Um, we'll go. We'll start with the Sweden-Argentina game. And Sweden generally dominating in the first half, but not very clinical with their chances. Now, and this is where I think Sweden will come unstuck against the bigger teams because you can't afford to be having as many chances missing as Sweden did. Um, the second half started much of the same, but Blomqvist changes that in the 65th minute by tapping in across from Jakobsen. Uh, very good goal. Um, Sweden then, in the final minutes, win a penalty after Blomqvist is wrestled into the box. Uh, no one really saw it at first, but then when it was sorted, it was very obvious. And Rubinson uh, takes the penalty and scores. Very easy game for uh, Sweden. And Argentina really didn't turn up that well. Uh, we're just there, very limb, and didn't really deserve to go through at all. Um, and they didn't, obviously. Um, and the other game was South Africa versus Italy. This was the big one to see which one of these teams would go through. And it starts with Italy winning the penalty after Pichari is taken down. Uh, Caruso then takes and scores um, to make Italy 1-0 up. Um, South Africa nearly responds straight away with Madley taking a long shot that hits the post. South Africa then after gained momentum and South Africa equalised. And it was all down to the defendant of Italy um, who... She made a pass back to the goalkeeper. Um, the keeper wasn't in the right position, uh, wasn't where the defender thought she was, and the ball just rolls into the net. It's one of them really embarrassing goals that you will never, never forget. Um, so South Africa score without even touching the ball. Um, South Africa then retake the lead. Uh, the, well, they, they, they take the lead in the second half. A through ball into Mogoiba, who shoots... Uh, very classy goal, uh, very good play between South Africa, a lot of one-touch play, which is really nice to see. Italy then score again, uh, and it's um, it's defended its corners again for South Africa. Corner comes in, and Caruso flicks the ball into the net. Um, very easy for Italy to score. Um, and then Italy nearly turned it around. Um, with a, it was a, almost, again, your sweaty chance, um, but was actually well saved by the keeper. And then there was about three shots after that was blocked. Um, so 
South Africa defending with their lives to keep them hopes in this competition. And then South Africa take the lead in the 91st minute. Magoiba gets the first touch um, from a perfect pass, and it is a perfect first touch um, to take herself away from the defenders. Um, she takes it, she runs into the box before passing uh, to had the captain, uh, Hatuna, um, and what and she scores. Um, and what a result it is for South Africa. South Africa, for the first time in their history, get into the World Cup knockout stages. And this is what we've seen in this tournament. A lot of teams that have never been to the knockout stage are getting through. A lot of shocks. You wouldn't think, I mean, already we've said uh, Canada are out. Um, Spain nearly got knocked out. USA nearly got knocked out. Uh, Italy have been knocked out. Brazil have been knocked out. Um, and it doesn't stop there. Uh, next group is just as much. Um, so this did finish with Sweden on top with nine points. South Africa going through in second with four points. Italy with three points. And Argentina with only one point. Going into the last group before we talk about England um, is the group of South Korea, Morocco, Germany and Colombia. Germany and South Korea going in as the top two seeds with Colombia followed by Morocco. Um, so... That's how you'd expect it to go. Well, we'll we'll get into that uh, in a little bit, but we'll start with the match day two games. Um, South Korea um, versus Morocco was the first game in match day two, and Morocco uh, won one nil. Morocco took an early lead in the first five minutes, uh, passing around the box uh, around the right before crossing it in to Jared, uh, who heads it in. A lot of headed and crossing goals in this tournament. I found. Um, which is, it, it's it's fine. Um, I, 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 I like a cross. Some people don't, but it is what it is. Um, South Korea nearly equalised um, with Park Winston making a driving, uh, making a diving header that just goes wide. Um, Selena allegedly has a shot from left side, but goes well wide. Uh, they're trying to take chances. Morocco trying to get a second goal, dominating the match, but um, a lack of clear-cut chances means um, that... It finishes one 0 on South Korea. They they gave up after the after the goal. I think they were shell shocked. Never really got back into it apart from one chance, and that did leave um, their hopes near enough gone um, already uh, with the first result not going well for them um, against Colombia. Um, this then left Colombia versus Germany. Um, Germany in the first half were the better team, but just couldn't find the net. Um, and they only kind of woke up a little bit when Linda Caicedo, teenage sensation, uh, stuns the Germany team um, in the 54th minute. Uh, she drives into the box before hitting her shot. Uh, she's shimmying her feet, gets past the defenders and fires it into the top corner. Um, stuns Germany. Germany are looking to respond, but struggling with, I think, the physicality of Colombia. Colombia really brought some physicality to the game um, and it really damaged Germany. Um, so much so, Colombia nearly doubled their lead. Um, Martinez comes into the box and squares in squares a ball into the inside, but no one is there. Linda Caicedo is so close to tapping it in, but she just couldn't get her foot on it. Um, Germany then win a penalty late in the game after Oberdorf is... She tries around the keeper, uh, but then is fouled by that goalkeeper. Um, Pop steps up, and of course, Pop puts it down the middle, scores. Lovely, easy. Um, and you think that's it? 
that's it. Germany have got a draw and they've 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 they've, they've, they've secured it a little bit and stopped an embarrassment. But Colombia retake the lead right in the death of the game. Corner is taken and it's headed in by Venegas, who was just left free. And again, it's poor poor defending by Germany. And Germany did lose this game against Colombia, really putting pressure on them in the final game. Obviously, they they have South Korea, so you think, okay, it's not that much. That's not the worst situation to be in. But why why they allow Colombia to physically just bully them out of this game was unbelievable, really. Sorry, just taking a drink there uh, because obviously. 48 minutes of talking it's not the easiest thing to do without a drink uh without a break um thank you to you guys that are watching first of all uh we should be done in the next 10 minutes but uh it's a lot to go through um so going into the final games um you've got morocco versus colombia and germany versus south korea um we'll start with morocco colombia uh morocco had a lot of control of the game and it brought reward. Um, Morocco win a penalty just before half-time uh, due to a stupid push in the box. Shamuk takes the penalty. It's saved by saved by the goalkeeper, but Lemary takes the rebound and scores. Um, Colombia then push. They nearly equalise. Caicedo plays a lovely ball to Matoya, um, who has her shot saved. Colombia trying to gain more control in the second half, but they just couldn't break through. Uh, Ramirez and Caicedo were combining... Um, with Caicedo getting the shot, she had a, a, a shot, fingertip saves. Um, Morocco had a chance to make it two at the end, but it was a weak shot in the end. And Morocco win the game, fantastic, um, giving themselves a chance um, to qualify. Obviously, they had to get a result. Germany had to lose or draw with um, South Korea. Um, they, if Germany won, Morocco would be going out um, on goal difference because Colombia have a better goal difference. So what happened in that South Korea-Germany game? Well, 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 well. All I'm going to say is a certain team went out to South Korea again. Not only men's, but females. Yes, you can probably guess Germany did go out. Um, we'll discuss the game right now. So pop took an early shot um but it was an easy catch um Casey Fay um teenager then becomes the youngest goal scorer in the women's world cup after a great through ball um tips the ball over frames um and puts it in the back post um absolutely fantastic goal by the teenager 16 years old and to do that is absolutely class up so south africa uh, so sorry, South Korea do take the lead. Um, brilliant, um, fantastic um, from that. Um, Pop and Shula combine and feed the ball, but um, poor shot goes wide. South Korea doing very well um, stopping Germany's tactics. They were kind of Germany were looking to go out wide, but that's where South Korea didn't mind them out in the wide. As long as they stopped the seconds, as long as they stopped Pop. That was the main important thing. G was having some pop shots and that just went over the bar. But other than that, South Korea weren't taking many chances. They were just looking to defend Germany uh, into the first half and into the second half. Um, Unfortunately, Germany did equalise in the 41st minute uh, and Germany get out wide finally and get a good position out wide. And they loop a lovely cross into Pop who rises highest and when Pop's going to get her head on it, most of the time she scores and she put it right in the top corner. 
Um, Germany then think that they have the lead. Um, De Britz puts a cross to Schuller, who flicks it onto Pop, who heads it in, but it was from an offside position, so this was ruled out for offside. Soon after, same cross is put to Pop, uh, who puts it over the bar. Um, unfortunately, Cho was uh, stretched off uh, after a poor tackle by Pop. Uh, free hit comes to nothing. Um, but Germany need the win, and they don't. Get, they don't get the win. They don't get the final goal. Uh, they could only get a draw, and that meant Germany go out. Um, so the final table stood as Colombia with six points, Morocco with six points, Germany with four, South Korea with zero. Uh, sorry, one. So you've got Germany, you've got Brazil, you've got Canada all out. You've got Brazil. Uh, you've got who else? Who else was it? I'm missing someone. Italy also out. Uh, some big teams out. Um, and some very surprised Morocco and Colombia uh, going through, which was a lovely thing to see. Um, we will finally talk about England, um, just because obviously we do need to talk about England. Um, so England versus Denmark was the second game. Um, I will not talk about China or Haiti because that was just the basic China win 1-0 um, and Haiti and Denmark winning 2-0 against Haiti in the final group game. Uh, we will talk about the England games. Um, so England, Denmark, um, Serena Wegman decides to make two changes with James and Daly coming in for Carter and Hemp. I was a bit disappointed that Carter came out, but it is what it is. Um, but I'm not going to moan about Serena Wegman because she ever gets everything right. Um, and England take an early lead against um, Denmark. And who else is it other than Lauren James? Opens the scoring with a stunning long shot. After picking up the ball, she drives towards the box and it's just a class, class goal. Reese would be absolutely proud of it. James then nearly doubles the lead after Bronze crosses miss hit. It goes to her, but it, it just can get a good chance in it. Madsen nearly equalises for Denmark with a stylish turn and shot, but it just goes wide. Then this is where the negatives come in. And this is Kira Walsh, who goes down after falling awkwardly when she tries to make a tackle. Uh, it looks like she's done her knee, potentially her ACL, and she is out for the rest of the tournament. And I blame this largely on the pitch. The pitch did not look good at all. Uh, even with Lauren James, she did a celebration on her knees and she just flopped onto the floor because the, the pitch wasn't, didn't have any give, didn't have anything about it. Um, and I think that is ultimately where Kira Walsh has done this injury. Um, and it's another big injury for uh, England and another really important player in Kira Walsh. Um, so we are going to have to see how these injuries do and this may ruin our tournament. England largely controlled the second half without any uh, problems. Russo had a wide shot. Um, the only thing they had was Vansgaard had a lovely header in the 86th minute, which hit the post. Um, but other than that, England were much a better team uh, and it was much a better game. But I think more was still needed. Um, I said the Walsh industry injury could be disastrous, but England got the win and that was what it needed. Uh, England potentially going into the next, uh, they basically were done. Um, they just needed other results to go their way uh, and simply getting a point off China. England versus China in the final game. Um, England made three changes in this game and a change of formation. Um, so Hemp, Carter and Zellum come in for Toon, Walsh and Kelly and they position themselves as a 3-5-2, which was very interesting. And this game just produced goals. And brilliant goals at that. So Russo opens the scoring in the first four minutes of the game. Um, an England attack uh, only cleared as far as James, who heads it lovely down to Russo, who hits it into the near post. 
England then make it two when Millie Bright wins the ball on the halfway line uh, and she gives it to James who drives into the half before passing it to Hemp who calmly slots it past the goalkeeper. England then make it three and it's Lauren James who gets in the goal shoot this time. Who is standing unmarked outside the box. Uh, It's a free kick uh, and it's passed straight to James. Uh, She hits it first time, curling it into the bottom corner. Lauren James scores again in this match, in the the last match, and then scores again in this match. Uh, Also, we fought um, she scored. She scores. It's a great shot after being laid off by Bronze, but they were found that Bronze was in was coming from an offside position, um, and a, therefore a beautiful goal was ruled out. Uh, it is technically offside, but I don't like it. I don't like the decision. China then take a pot shot from distance, which is palmed away by Erps, but the corner uh, that is resulted from that comes in, and China win a penalty from that, um, and it's a bemusing handball. Lucy Brom, she's standing in front of the Earps, and the Earps ends up pushing her, which means her hands go out and it hits her hand. For me, it's, it is handball, technically by the laws of the game, but the common sense thing is what else can she do? It's in a natural position for that um, specific movement, um, and Bronze was given a yellow card for that, um, and it is what it was. Um, then England do get their fourth goal, and it is James again. Carter makes a lovely cross to the far post. And it's a beautiful volley from James. Lauren James, she only scores screamers. Kelly adds a fifth uh, after a long ball is uh, a long ball is misread by the goalkeeper. Kelly gets the ball before the goalkeeper passes over and it puts it into an empty net. Rachel Daly then makes it six after China failed to clear their box um, from across. And it was fantastic for England. It was free scoring. Obviously, it's only China, but it meant that England could get maximum points from maximum games. Denmark beat China uh, and hate, beat Haiti to go through. Um, China finished third and Haiti finished fourth. Um, so let's have a look before we finish at what the final round of 16 games are. And it is an interesting shake-up to what we all predicted before because obviously the groups don't go as they are. So it started with... So the first match you have got is Switzerland versus Spain, which... For my, I'm going to give quick predictions before we finish. I think Spain will win that match against Switzerland. Uh, I think Spain will have enough to overcome Switzerland. The other game will be Netherlands versus South Africa, which I think as good as South Africa have been, I think this is where Netherlands will calmly slot South Africa away. You then have Japan versus Norway, which I think is a very intriguing game because Japan are the underdogs. Norway haven't been performing well, and I am going to go with the underdogs in this one. I think Japan are going to get through. Um, the fourth game is Sweden versus USA, two big Galacticos um, in the women's game coming together. Um, and despite USA being poor, I am going to give this uh, a USA win in this one. I think they're just going to have a bit more on Sweden. Sweden haven't been very clinical. And I think when the USA made them making mistakes, you need to be clinical against them. Uh, England do have the up-and-coming Nigeria, uh, and I think England do need to take this seriously, but I think they will, and they will beat Nigeria in this match. Colombia then take on Jamaica, um, and I think as harsh as it is for Jamaica and Bunny Shaw, I do think Linda Caicedo and Colombia will take this one. Australia will face Denmark in a match, um, and I think Australia should be okay. Hopefully they have Sam Kerr by that point. Hopefully for Chelsea fans, we get to see Sam Kerr in this tournament. Uh, And I think they will put Denmark away very easy. I don't think they've been very good despite getting through uh, in our group. 
And then finally, the last game is France versus Morocco. And I think France will uh, again overcome Morocco, who might be a little bit phased by unfazed by the part by being in the round of 16. Um, so that is the end to what has been a very quick and wonderful pod um, discussing the information. Obviously, it's my first time doing this and I've had a lot of information. So if I have spoke too fast, uh, I apologise. Give me some updates and give me some feedback and we can do that. We can sort this out on next time. Um, obviously, if I have talked too fast, Spotify users, you are OK because you can slow down the speed and understand it a little bit more. Um, but thank you for listening to this long hour podcast. Didn't expect it to be this long, but so many information to cover. Um, we will be back for round six after the round of 16 to discuss all eight games. Um, and we'll be back for each round, um, either me on my own or me and Wayne, depending on if Wayne uh, can be at, uh, is able to watch enough of the games and if Wayne is available. Um, but make sure you check us out, obviously Spotify, Apple, the usual platforms and check us out at www.worldwidechelf.com. Check out our store, check out our merch um, and check out our articles. New articles will be coming out. I'm currently writing one on Chelsea Women and the Mighty Blues of Emma Hayes. Um, so make sure you check out that article. This is Matt from Worldwide Shelves signing out. <laughs>